0: Listen everybody to the word I have to say get ready Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, uh, in Christ Jesus, family, friends and foes. and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between Pardon me. And to the standing between the, the living and the dead. My beloved, this is Daniel White the Third with the second coming watch update. This is update number nine hundred and sixty-eight. Uh, Let's take a quick look at today's prophecy-related headlines, which point towards the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the end of the world as we know it. Uh, Let's have a word of prayer. Uh, make sure that if you are a child of God you pray if you're not a child of God pray the Lord's prayer Lord have mercy upon me a sinner Lord Jesus Christ I believe in you please forgive me of my sins and save my soul God will hear your prayer if the thief on the cross uh, all he said was, "Lord, remember me." I thank God to hear you. <laughs> and the Lord told him, "Today, thou shalt be with me in paradise." The Bible says, "If you lift the Lord up, he will draw all men unto Himself." He was lifted up on the cross that day, and uh, the thief on the cross was his first convert. he had enough sense to get saved Lord remember me and that's all you have to say Lord remember me please have mercy upon me a sinner and save my soul today why don't you pray that prayer with me right now Jesus Christ said the most loving, most wonderful uh, words uh, to mankind in the history of the world. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Why don't you just go ahead on and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ right now? We don't have to wait till the end. Pray the uh, sinner's prayer. Repeat after me right now, believing in your heart in Jesus Christ that He suffered, bled and died on the cross for your sins because you are a sinner, I am a sinner, we're all sinners. And Jesus Christ paid our sin debt to God, if you will. And all you have to do is believe in him. Call on his name, pray, and ask him to save you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase. And mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I admit that I have sinned against you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon me. A sinner. Please forgive me of all of my sins, as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life Lord Jesus for it is in your name I do pray Amen. Now dear friend if you have truly believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ that He suffered, He bled, and He died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com. And read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. If you have believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ at this moment, as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at and let us know so that we can rejoice with you. And also send you some free uh, discipleship material that we uh, have for you to help you to grow in the faith. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, beloved, we will resume our prayer, our opening prayer that God just led me. Uh, Evidently, somebody needed to get saved right now. And let me just tell you a quick little story. I was preaching in a church in Atlanta. I was serving as the interim pastor. And we had a fine family, uh, many fine families, but this uh, was a young family. And uh, the husband was well-to-do. The wife was well-to-do. They just had a beautiful little baby. And one day God led me to preach a sermon titled, Hell, Do We Really Believe It? Hell, do we really believe it? And at the end of that service, this fine family that had been in the church for years, uh, for some reason the husband stood up and came forward after I finished preaching that message. And he got saved that Sunday morning. The associate pastor and my assistant pastor, Charles Uh, My assistant pastor, Sammy Madison, and I led him to the Lord. He got saved on that Sunday afternoon. In the prime of his life, no older than 32, 33 years old, strong, uh, healthy, no medical problems. The next day, on Monday, he came home from work, and he walked through the door and dropped dead. We had to bury him. He got saved the day before. Then I knew why God wanted me to preach that message, because we thought he was a Christian. He had been in the church for years. Good couple, faithful couple, Tithing and giving and trying to help the church out and they have been in the church for years quiet couple never caused a problem. He died around five something that uh next day. so you never know what is going on uh, you don't you never know what God is doing. you can't always go by the program and you can't always go by what other people want you to do and if you are a God called preacher you should never go by what other preachers want what other people or preachers want you to do you must do what God leads you to do so let's continue praying Holy Father God in heaven we pray In the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that lost souls would get saved as they hear the gospel. Christians would be revived. Your holy name would be glorified. Jesus Christ exalted. And Holy Father God, we pray tonight. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for uh, the good day that you have given us. We praise you and we thank you for allowing us to accomplish what has been accomplished. We praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We praise you and we thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And uh, Holy Father God, we thank you that you came uh, to seek and to save us to suffer, to bleed, and to die on the cross for our sins. Allowed yourself to be buried, and you rose on the third day. And then, Lord, we thank you for giving us, as we did two days ago, uh, the privilege and the blessing to remember your death, your burial, and your resurrection through communion. We praise you and we thank you uh, for the fact that you're coming back. And Lord, that's why we're here tonight, to remind people of that fact. Those who are saved need to get saved. Those, uh, Those who are lost need to get saved. Those who are in the church and think they're saved need to get saved. And Lord, we pray for the saved to be encouraged in the faith to keep looking up for their redemption draweth nigh. And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you, Lord, for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We individually, Lord, confess our sins our failures and our faults. Unto you as your Christian people and as we should. Uh, Lord, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, Lord, tonight. Wash and cleanse our hearts and our minds, our souls, spirits, and consciences in the holy and precious blood of Christ. And make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. And then, Lord, we pray that you would crush and crucify our flesh afresh and anew tonight. Fill us with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit for those of us who are saved. Uh, Lord, again, those who are religious, but lost, we pray that you will help them to humble themselves and uh, believe in you in a very real sense uh, so that they can show forth the fruits of uh, repentance and holiness and righteousness. Holy Father God, I pray that for my own wife and other family members who are religious but lost, not saved, open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and save their souls. What a gift it will be to herself and a gift to you on Mother's Day week to truly believe in you and surrender. Surrender her pride, her stubbornness, and her rebelliousness. And wouldn't it be wonderful, Lord, that thousands of other women in the church uh, and men in the church this week, who are religious but lost, they realize that they were lost during the coronavirus plague. They lost. They didn't have any any joy. Uh, they were bitter and resentful, and have been that way. When you told us that in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And every born-again Christian knows this. Uh, The coronavirus plague does not bother them. The troubles and trials and tribulations and tensions of life does not bother them, they don't let that get to them, Uh, they have good cheer because they trust in you because you have overcome the world. Not only the circumstances, but the whole world, everything. And so, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. I know the devil hates this time together. Uh, He hates it every time we meet together like this. He fights it so hard in the lives of people who are supposed to be saved. And I thank you, Lord, for showing me that and leading me to uh, continue to go forward with it, even though it is a fight and a struggle to the very uh beginning and even throughout, oftentimes the services and at the end. And uh, <clears throat> the true Christians understand what I'm talking about. those who are doing something for you. Uh, for time out for this Christianity that is supposed to make us all look so wonderful and sweet and dandy and perfect and we never have any struggles, we never have any problems. We never have any battles. That we have to fight. We're supposed to be going to heaven on a flowery bed of ease. As the hymn writer talked with well, that's just not the case. It's not pretty. Ian majors. I said this is no easy road. We might as well tell the truth and shame the devil. And so, Holy Father God, I pray tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, his demons, and his hosts from our time together as we remember you, not only that you came, but that you're coming back. And how that you want us until you come back to occupy till you come. How you want us to be prayerful, and sober-minded, and vigilant, and watchful, and not to get all caught up in our lives, and ourselves, and in the lives of other people. Uh, Lord, for all of this is going to go away one day. Seems like pretty soon, Lord. And uh, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the generational curse that's on my wife and and even others in our family. Cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and, Tob- and Tobias. Lord, out of the hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and lives of the people here, uh, and out there and some people here who would love to hide it behind the scenes uh, they don't want anybody to know about it just like the devil uh, who cannot stand to be exposed and have the light shine on him and so he's kicking up harder now because uh, we have uh, gotten to the point in you that it doesn't matter now Uh, We need to tell the truth and shame the devil, time out for playing games and hide and go seek. And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would give us sweet victory tonight over the world, the flesh, and the devil, not only during this time, but throughout the remainder of this night, that permanent Uh, changes will be made in the hearts and minds and lives of people here and out there all over the world. Lord have their souls to tremble at your word. Lord have their spirits to tremble at your word. Help them to realize at least during this hour that uh, the games are over. Open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and save their souls. Lord, cast that demon out of their hearts and minds, souls, and spirits that spurs them on. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, tonight that you will help us to pray, help us to read your Holy Word, help us to understand your Holy Word, help us to understand the signs of the times Uh, for we're living in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. And Lord we pray that knowing that you are not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Have your Holy Ghost to move mightily and strong at your word and save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved and glorify your Holy Name. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and help us to do the same. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, let us take a quick look at today's prophecy-related headlines which point towards the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and and the end of the world and the end of the world and the end of the world as we know it first today under the sign category of hostility toward Israel. According to the BBC News, Israel has reacted with anger and fury after Russia's foreign minister claimed that Nazi leader Adolf Hitler had Jewish blood. Uh, Sergey Lavrov made the comments to try to justify Russia's portrayal of Ukraine as Nazi despite the fact the fact that its president is Jewish Israel's foreign ministry summoned Russia's ambassador for clarification and demanded an apology Mr. Lavrov made the remarks in an interview on Italian TV, uh, on an on an Ita- Italian TV program, uh, Zona uh, Bianca, on Sunday, days after Israel marked the Holocaust Remembrance Day one of the most solemn occasions in the Israeli calendar. When asked how Russia can claim that it is fighting to denazify Ukraine when President uh, Zelensky is himself Jewish, Mr. Lavrov said I could be wrong, but Hitler also had Jewish blood. That Zelensky is Jewish means absolutely nothing. Wise Jewish people say that the most ardent anti-Semites are usually Jews. The minister's statement was met with outrage across Israel's political spectrum. Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett said, such lies are meant to blame the Jews themselves for the most terrible crime in history and thus free the oppressors of the Jews from their responsibility. No war today is the Holocaust or is like the Holocaust. Israeli Foreign Minister Yahya Lapid reacted angrily calling Mr. Lavrov's words unforgivable. This is self-explanatory. You can see how uh, quickly the northern country of Russia can get something going with the uh, tiny country of Israel as prophecy indicates. Second, today, under the sign category of wars and rumors of wars, according to the Daily Mail, China is accelerating its construction on more than 100 missile silos that can house nuclear weapons capable of reaching the United States, a move that the country's leaders say is meant to deter American forces from intervening in a potential future conflict over Taiwan. Although Beijing has accelerated its expansion of nuclear weaponry in recent months. Pardon me. The government claims its plan is to only maintain enough arsenal necessary to ensure the nation's security interests. Estimates by intelligence analysis and private sector firms put China's nuclear arsenal somewhere in the hundreds, far less than either the U.S. or Russia, which hold more than 4,000 each. Pentagon officials say that if China continues developing its technology at the current pace it will have just over 1,000 warheads by 2030. Currently Chinese military officials believe their nuclear weapons are too outdated uh, to act as an effective deterrent against an American attack. This acceleration has raised concerns among American military officials and security analysts that China may be willing to make a surprise nuclear strike against the U.S. Beijing insiders, however, maintain that Chinese leadership is committed to not using the nuclear weapons first third today under the sign category of interest in the rebuilding of the Temple in Jerusalem. According to Haaretz News, half of Jewish Israelis support Jewish prayer on Jerusalem's Temple Mount, according to a report released on Tuesday by the Israel Democracy Institute. The two main reasons given by those in support are because it provides proof of Israel's sovereignty over the Temple Mount, 38%, and because it is a religious commandment, 12%. In contrast, 40% of Jewish Israelis oppose Jewish prayer at the site, with 23% saying it might invoke a severe negative reaction from the Muslim world. An additional 17% said that they believe doing so is forbidden by Halakha, or Jewish religious law. Religious Israelis have shown increasing levels of interest in visiting the Temple Mount, which has the location of the first and second temples in antiquity, is the holiest site in Judaism. But while the holiness of the site is undisputed by Orthodox Jews, the propriety of visiting very much is with the issue of how to approach the sanctity of the site, a matter of fierce debate between ultra-Orthodox and religious Zionist Jews. Fourth today under the sign category of wars and rumors of wars, according to the Associated Press, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un warned again that the North could preemptively use its nuclear weapons if threatened as he praised his top army officials for a massive military parade in the capital this week. Kim expressed firm will to continue developing his nuclear-armed military so that it could preemptively and thoroughly contain and frustrate all dangerous attempts and threatening moves, including ever-escalating nuclear threats from hostile forces, if necessary. The North's official Korean Central News Agency Said Saturday, Kim called his military officials to praise their work during Monday's parade, where the North showcased the biggest weapons in its nuclear arsenal, including intercontinental ballistic missiles that could potentially reach the U.S. homeland. The North also rolled out a variety of shorter-range-solid fuel missiles designed to be fired from land vehicles or submarines which pose a growing threat to South Korea and Japan. The parade marking the 90th anniversary of North Korea's army came as Kim revives nuclear brinkmanship aimed at forcing the United States to accept the idea of his country as a nuclear power and remove crippling economic sanctions. Fifth today, under the sign category of earthquakes in diverse places. According to Newsweek, the Yellowstone region was hit by around 1,000 more earthquakes in 2021 compared to the previous year. This week, the United States Geological Survey's Yellowstone Volcano Observatory, Observatory released its 2021 annual report. The report identified 2,773 earthquakes in the region in 2021. While this is much higher than the 1,722 earthquakes that were recorded in 2020, it is not significantly outside the historical average of about 1,500 to 2,500 earthquakes per year in and around Yellowstone National Park. The Yellowstone region is one of the most seismically active areas in the United States. Since 1973 there have been more than 50,000 earthquakes in the region, although the vast majority are too small to be felt by humans. Yellowstone National Park, located in Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho, sits atop a large, relatively young and active volcanic system that is often referred to as the Yellowstone Supervolcano. This system features magma boiling and pressurized waters and a variety of active False. let's pray holy father god as we see the signs increasing those of us who are already saved by your grace help us to be sober-minded vigilant and watchful and prayerful and lord we pray for the salvation of those who are lost all around the world in our communities and across America. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. The prophetic passage of scripture that we are looking at today is Ezekiel chapter 38, 14 and 16, 14 through 16, therefore son of man prophesy and say unto Gog, thank you very much, say unto Gog, thus saith the Lord God, in that day when my people of Israel dwelleth safely, shalt thou not know it? and thou shalt come from thy place out of the north out of the north parts thou and many people with thee all of them riding upon horses a great company and a mighty army and thou shalt come up against my people of Israel, as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days. It shall be in the latter days, and I will bring thee against my land, that the heathen may know me, when I shall be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes my beloved, allow me to share with you some important commentary on this passage from Exploring Bible Prophecy from Genesis to Revelation by Dr. Tim LaHaye, uh, who is now home with the Lord, and Dr. Ed Heinson. The pre-tribulational view also finds support from a comparison between the modern situation and the conditions set forth in Ezekiel 38, 8-13 concerning Israel and the nations. The people and land of Israel at the time of the invasion are described as those who have been gathered from many nations. Of course, as you know, that is happening right now and has been happening for some years now. To a land described as having previously been a continual waste, this land is now inhabited, was restored from the sword foreign uh, domination, and is now living securely with enviable economic resources. All these conditions describe the present state of Israel since 1967 when it occupied the mountains of Israel. Today, the modern state of Israel is populated by Jewish people, Jewish immigrants from all over the world. As you know, many uh, Jewish people from Ukraine flying into Israel as well, today due to the war. They have restored the barren lands in this region and live without walled cities. Only the old city of Jerusalem has a wall, and the modern city exists outside these walls. Israel's security is based on the strength of its military, which is acknowledged as one of the best in the world and has defended the country against overwhelming odds in numerous past invasions. These modern conditions in Israel may be complemented by those concerning the nations launching the invasion. Since the collapse of the communist Soviet Union, Russia has been in an economic freefall that threatens the coherence of the central state and the ability of the government to control its arsenal of nuclear, chemical, and biological weapons as ultra-nationalist factions to usurp the present power structure. And we see this happening before our eyes today. And this was written some years ago. It has also maintained support of Israel's enemies equipping them with weapons for their past invasions of the Jewish state. Six of the former Soviet republics in the south, but still north of Israel, have become independent Islamic nations. Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, uh, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, and Tajikistan. All six are allied with the Islamic aim to remove the Zionist state that they claim is preventing the comprehensive unity of the Islamic world in the region. Moreover, Russia has forged alliances with most of the nations listed in Ezekiel 38 verses 2 through 6, including Iran, Persia, Syria, Pakistan, Libya, Put, and Turkey, Meshek, Tubal, Gomer, Beth, Gama, these countries are Islamic countries that for the most part have pledged to help destroy Israel. These facts demonstrate that conditions at the present time are sufficient to permit the fulfillment of the Gog prophecy. In other words, there is no reason to relegate the invasion to a mid- or post-tribulational setting when the present pre-tribulational setting already meets these conditions. Even so, the invasion probably will not take place until after the rapture of the church. Dear friends, if the Lord tarries his coming and we live, we will continue looking at the prophetic passages of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, in our next episode as well. Our second coming quote for today is from Dr. Herb Vanderloot. He said the return of Jesus Christ Represents not only the ultimate sense of accountability, but the ultimate sense of hope as well. Ladies and gentlemen, again, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, uh, you need to get to know him as your Savior tonight. I've already preached the gospel as led by the Lord at the beginning of this uh, service. But if you were not here and you're just coming on, Jesus Christ said the most loving, most wonderful, most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. When he said, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you want to be saved tonight, understand first of all, dear friend, that you are a sinner. We are all sinners. I am a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Even Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church in America, is a sinner. We all have sinned against God. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means that you have uh, disobeyed God. You have broken His Ten Commandments. You have committed crimes against heaven. I have too. We all have. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin. Always, always. It has to be that way. And you know that. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die physically because of our sins. You're going to die. You may not feel like it. You may feel great right now. You can't imagine dying you've heard about other people dying the great country singer Miss Judd died beautiful woman throughout her life she died this past week thousands of others have died unknown to you and God wants you to know my dear friend tonight wherever you are in the world no matter how much money you have No matter how rich you are, no matter how poor you are, no matter how educated you are, or uneducated, you're going to die. And God wants you to know that if he allows you to die from this earth because of your sins, He will allow you to go to hell. He does not want you to go to hell. He's done everything he could to save you from hell. But he will allow you to go to hell. And hell is a very real place. Hell is a place of torment and hell is forever. And to me that's the saddest aspect of hell that once you go there you will be there forever. There's no such thing as a purgatory, there's no such thing as a limbo, there's no such thing as a waiting room, there's no such thing as somebody praying you out of hell. That was a lie issued by popes in the Catholic Church in medieval times to raise money and some believe, and I believe, is that because it was one of the reasons why the uh, bubonic plague was a plague of long continuance. It was against the Catholic Church for lying to the people and damning their souls to hell. Uh, I'm talking to religious people today. You're the greatest, so many of you in the church today are the greatest enemies of the cross, religious people. My greatest enemies are church folks and pastors and my own family who are supposed to be saved and religious and church going. So don't get caught up in your church membership. Don't get caught up with people who go to church, and, but they're, they're not saved, and they don't act like they're saved. You must understand there are millions of church members in hell tonight having deceived themselves and lived wicked, ungodly lives and when they stand before Jesus and tell him, you remember when we did this work for you, he's going to say, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Will you be in that number? God taught me a long time ago that when I preach the gospel, I preach the gospel to those who are religious and irreligious. Because many in the church are saved. Uh, many in the church are lost and on their way to hell and not saved. You may be one of them. So thirdly, understand, my dear friend, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Whether you are a church member or not, if you have never truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hell is a very real place. You are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ Preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than all of the prophets, all of the apostles, and all of the writers of the Bible. Not because he hates you, but because he loves you. He told you the truth. See, people who love you tell you the truth. People who hate you and just want to use you, they don't love you. And the truth of the matter is, without Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. Jesus Christ preached in one of his many sermons on hell, in Matthew 10, 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Hell is a very real place. The Bible also states in Revelation 21.8, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable, that includes the homosexuals, the so-called gays, so-called lesbians, so-called LBGTQ+, and legions of demons, filled with legions of demons. That includes uh, those who commit incest. There's a man, I think, in England or in Europe someplace, who the newspaper article said he fell in love with his sister. The devil is a lie and is trying to pass a law to permit incest when God told us not to do anything like that or even think anything like that. You shouldn't even have that in your mind. There's something wrong with you if you, if you even think that way. They've had a couple of children now. And they're going to hell. The abominable. People who are abominable, they do things and commit sins beyond the pale. Uh, They're interested in trying to get some kind of relationship, sexual thing going on with animals. The abominable and murderous. In the news today, a woman has been deceived by a murderer and they're on the run like Bonnie and Clyde and his girlfriend, former girlfriend, is telling her to run because he's a monster if she is still living. She's pleading with her to get out of it and whoremongers whoremongers, heterosexual sinners, men who want to have sex with uh, every woman he can. And whores, women who want to have sex with other men that they're not married to. All going to hell. And sorcerers, People who practice witchcraft and voodoo and seances and crystal balls and the horoscope and idolaters. People who put anything or anybody before God Almighty. We have many, many people like that in the church. And all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. Now hell is bad news. And hell is bad news forever. But I do have some good news for you once again. Jesus Christ, who preached the gospel first and best, said the most loving, most amazing, most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. One night when he was speaking to Nicodemus, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. To be with God, to be with Jesus Christ, to be with the saints. To be with the angels. And glory be to God, not with the devils in hell. You must understand sin has to be paid for. God did not send Jesus Christ to suffer, bleed, be humiliated, and die on a cruel cross for nothing. Sin must be paid for. Then he was buried, went to hell, went through hell, and rose on the third day. Oh, that didn't happen for nothing. That's the high price of sin. He paid our sin debt that we should pay in hell forever. Red, yellow, black, and white. However, we're all precious in his sight. He did it for us. You're looking for love? That's love for you. Stop looking. I plead with you. Stop looking. You will never, never get your head around the love of God. If I could sing, I would break out and sing the love of God to you that I heard for the first time down in Jamaica Lawn. I would do it if I could sing like my dad, but God did not give me that gift the love of God. Somewhere in that hymn, the songwriter said, if I had a pen and the ocean was the ink, I would run out trying to describe the love of God. If you're looking for love, stop looking and look to God and the cross. My, my, my. The cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, now that's love for you. That's love for you right there. And all you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him into your heart into your spirit, into your soul. Pray and ask him to save your soul. Call upon him. He's already paid the price for you. It's a free gift. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to give any money to the church or anybody. You can't buy this. Bezos does not have enough money. Elon Musk does not have enough money for this right here, and they know it. They can buy Twitter but they can't buy the grace of God and the love of God and the mercy of God. They know that. They have to come the same way. Their money does not mean a thing. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For Romans 10, 9 and 13 breaks it down for you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 9 makes it very clear that all you have to do is believe. Jesus Christ suffered, bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You don't have to become a member of the church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. Now, there are pastors who hate for me to say this as an evangelist, but they know it's true. That's how they got saved. You don't have to be in a beautiful, ornate church to get saved. I got saved, raised in the church. Dad was a preacher, mother a preacher, we were members of the Baptist Church, the Pentecostal Holiness Church, the Disciples Church, and the Church of the Pillar and Ground of the Truth. Firstborn church, multiple churches, and I was lost and on my way to hell with a dad as a preacher, mother as a preacher, in church every Sunday for 19 years of my life. I ended up getting saved in the Air Force dorm room. December the 19th 1979 and my life has never been the same since and tonight could be your night with all this happening in the world this is the best time to get saved get saved tonight I'll lead you in the sinner's prayer the calling upon the name of the Lord follow me in prayer Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Wherever you are in the world, you may be a king, you may be a princess, you may be a queen, you may be a doctor, you may be a lawyer, you may be an Indian chief, you may be black, white, red, or yellow. You may be in Kenya, you may be in the Philippines, you may be in China, in the underground church, because somebody invited you to listen to this preacher. You may be in Paris, you may be in Rome, you may be in Moscow, you may be in Ukraine, or Moldova, or Poland, wherever you might be. Right where you are, you might be sitting on a mat, a cot, a bed, a chair, a couch, a folding chair. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For as the songwriter Andre Kraut said, his blood shall never lose his power. His blood is still cleansing souls and saving souls today. Believe in him while you can. Let's pray. Repeat after me phrase by phrase as you believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God having paid for your sins. Your sins can be under the blood here tonight. And you can be cleansed and saved from that awful place called hell where you would have to pay for your sins throughout eternity if you don't believe in Christ. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Now Lord I'm not going to pretend that I understand it all. But I do believe it all. By faith. So Lord Jesus Christ I believe in you. I believe in your good news gospel. That you paid my sin debt. That you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. That you are the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. Including mine. So Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Lord Jesus Christ, fill me with your Holy Spirit as I believe in you and help me to change and help me to repent of all of my sins and help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the new life Lord Jesus for it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now dear friend of mine if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ that he suffered he bled and he died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10.9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. If you have believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, keep looking up, for your redemption draweth nigh. Let us join in the prayer of John the Revelator, Even so come, Lord Jesus. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, let's all stand for our closing prayer. some glad morning. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much, Lord, for this time together around your holy word and uh, the reminders that you're coming back soon. Help us to be ready whenever you come back Help us to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful, and obedient to you until you come. Lord, help us to live our lives in such a way that you will find us faithful, so that you will be able to say to us, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake. Amen. If you are not ready for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, may I encourage you to get ready. Get ready today by receiving him as your Savior. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Just believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will. Romans 10.13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Keep looking up, dear friend, for your redemption, draweth nigh. Let us join in the prayer of John the Revelator when he prayed Even so, come Lord Jesus. God bless you.